Hey, friends. It's good to see you again. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. Let's, Let's start, start the show. show. Okay, Kale. Welcome to the show. I don't know what episode we're on. Kale Yance. While you look up the show, I'm just going to go right into it, um, introducing Kale Yance. And I want your honest opinion. 64. Well, Kale, welcome to episode 64 of the last best conversation that you will ever have. Excellent. Seriously. Um, give me your initial impression of that intro music. Uh, it made me smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All That's right. It. That's what we're hoping it's for. It's very happy. Yeah. We're just, we're, we want people to, yeah, we want people to smile. That's yeah. it. It didn't quite give me goosebumps or anything, but no, but you're, you know, like, like, you're like, okay. These guys seem nice. Maybe. Yeah. Well, if we overdid it on the <laughs> intro, then everything else might let you down. And we want the conversation to be the best. Right. Not yeah. the last best intro music. Mm. Right. Almost feels like a challenge now. <laughs> Are you cha- trying yeah, to challenge I am, me? I am challenging it. It's a formal challenge. We got to just let this go by the wayside because we got to get on with the with the podcast. We're on a um, schedule today because today we're down in the seedy underbelly of the Columbus Center, and which. It, yeah, if you're not from Great Falls, <laughs> even if you are from Great Falls, you may not even know the Columbus Center. But mm-hmm. if, if you're not from Great Falls, it's the the old hospital. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, it used to be the hospital, and now it, it's turned into um, a place that I think is a, a great place to start a business. Mm-hmm. You know, because you you can get in here. Lots of people like people come here to receive services of all sorts of types. Like yeah, there's, there's therapists, therapists, massage therapists. There's a bands that practice shop, in here and um, rehearsals, recording studios. Mm-hmm. Um, just about name it. It's here. yeah. I was gonna say restaurants. There's all sorts of stuff in the Columbus Center. Yeah. Sidebeans restaurants upstairs. Mm-hmm. Big old building. How many floors? Uh, what is there? Eight, seven or eight. One of those. Well, if you count the basement, probably eight. Probably yeah. eight. seven. Seven up, one down. And here we are in number B. We're in B10. <laughs> yeah. Number yeah. Room, room B10 B of level. Columbus. I think this used to be the laundry room, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. for, for the hospital yeah. where they did the laundry. Makes okay, sense. so we know for sure nobody, I mean, we don't know for sure. <laughs> 90% chance nobody died in here. Right. Yeah. And the cool thing about it now is, like you said, we're just, we're re- we're ups we're reusing we're recycling these buildings and making them something new, like the brand new awesome T-shirts that Kale's making us, and with his cool new silk screening d- device that's going to burn our images onto the back of um, sh- shirts that we found at the secondhand store that we are going to be wearing tomorrow night at trivia at the Mighty Mo at six p.m. If there's no way you're going to hear this by then. I mean, so so sorry <laughs> two, if you missed it, but this, this next week it's going to be on Tuesday. Yeah, come check out the t- the shirts. We'll probably be wearing them again because they look awesome. We'll check out our social media too. We'll do it. We'll have a short little video mm-hmm. showing how they were made in um, B10 of the Columbus Center. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we should have recorded like finding the shirts because we went to a few secondhand stores. We had like shirts in mind, and we kind of like. We didn't get exactly what we wanted, but it was it was close enough. Yeah, they were Western-ish shirts. Yep. We, we wanted flannels, but whatever. I mean, in Montana, you can wear a flannel. You can wear kind of a Western shirt. And then and mine's like fine. a like a Carhartt, almost. Yeah, like, it's mine's like a Carhartt. Like, I think I'm gonna get hot. Yeah, it's, it's a little <laughs> much. It's a warm, warm shirt. 
It'll be fun for um, looking back on. We'll be like, remember when we found that shirt and you just decided to wear it, even though it was just totally inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just for the weather. Yep. <laughs> and to, yep. for comfort. Well, and speaking of shirts, <laughs> I, I do want to comment on your current shirt. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if I've seen you in it. This before. is. This is the one I'm in in my profile picture. I'm, I have a show tonight. Okay, so like I've seen it before. Okay. I just didn't think in person. And it's oh, yeah. weird that I've, you know, thought that. I thought maybe I'd seen it in a movie. I found it in a secondhand store. And I, I like was it. like, I was like, what? How could someone throw this away? I, d- I didn't have the guts to wear it until I started to play more Western style music. And then I was like, hey. Are those pockets? I'm kind of Western. Is that, yeah. Are breast pockets? That's why you have to wear a white shirt underneath this because it's see-through. You can see the pocket. Oh, I can see the pocket. Yeah. Well, it covers your nipples. It's weird. I mean, with the pocket and the t-shirt underneath. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's what it is for to cover the nipples. Huh. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, they're not pockets. They're nipple covers. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Why? Are, so we've already said why we're here, but we're getting t-shirts made. Uh, Kale is the owner and operator of um, what's the name of the t-shirt business? Electric Kitty Printing. Mm-hmm. And is that on social media? Yeah. We can find it on... Uh, currently, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and that's it. Okay. Um, no, that's perfect, because yeah. that's all we're on, too. Like, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. even yep. try uh, to find anything yeah, else. Any, anything else, it would just be beneficial to anybody listening that they might be on it, but for us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Electric electric Kitty? Yes. So, not Electric City, right. Electric Kitty. Yeah. All right. I like that. I yep. like that. And we'll, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes. So anybody watching that wants to reach out to you to get a shirt made or something like that, they can just click it. It'll take them right to... Cool. You wanna, wait, do you have a website? Would you rather them go in there? Not yet. Okay, that perfect. is in the works. My buddy Kyle, oh, he, he's starting his own venture with Kronos Media, okay. developing brands, websites, and stuff. So okay. he's, we've got a rough draft of the website, new business cards, brochures, so I can actually start promoting my business every right. all the business i've gotten up to here has been word of mouth musicians mm-hmm. friends of small businesses well yeah when i noticed so. some of the what wait, what are they called the silks yeah the screens the screens the screens, Silk screens. when yeah. i noticed some of the screens i'm like you have to be in the music world for some of these people like that you know it, which i knew you were but like yeah. a lot of them are music related yeah. and uh and so it's been a lot of word of mouth for you yeah yeah mm-hmm. that uh kyle is going to be starting up Kronos, which makes me think of like a... Kyle's a, not starting up Kronos. Like a villain of... What is he doing? Yeah, Kyle pa- is. Kyle's My buddy Kyle. Oh, yeah. okay. Not to, gotcha. be, not to be confused with Kale. Okay, right. that, that's where I got confused because <laughs> we had two names that sounded the same. That's why, I was re- that's why I was repeating it. No worries. Hey, you did good. You did good. <laughs> and also I wanted to mention that Kronos... I'm not sure if it should. I'm just... I want to guess the logo. Is the logo for Kronos like a... Like a villain of time, like some sort of bad person. Yeah, it's a, like a, the god of time, something like that. Yeah, get out of here. I've got his business card over there. I'll let you take a look. I'm hey. awesome. I'll take a look after. Right. Have done. you seen Incredibles? Yeah. Yes. Like there's a Kronos figure, isn't there? Right. There's okay. a Kronos like in the Incredibles, I think. Okay, maybe it's an homage. Maybe it's the old tip of the tip of the villain's hat. Right. The, <laughs> that's cool marketing, Kyle. <laughs> I dig it. Yep. So, um, also, I know, uh, like you mentioned, I know Kale from Hell City Kitty. Yes. Um, is that project still going? Uh, kind of on hiatus at the moment. On hiatus, yeah. and we are focusing more on the is it Dirt Wave project? Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing um, myself, Mike Chassis, mm-hmm. Shana Warner on bass, Chassis on drums. 
started out as strictly like surf rock mm-hmm. instrumental like no one wanted to sing and then uh chassis decided you know what i'm gonna sing yeah which he's never done in a pro he's been in tons of bands of course but this is his first uh foray into being a lead singer yeah and we kind of we switch back and forth and shana does some backups as well mm-hmm. but uh yeah so we started off and then we've branched out into more 60s garage rock kind of stuff and uh a lot of things that I don't, other bands really aren't doing. There's a lot of 90s covers bands and, mm-hmm. and doing that kind of stuff, but not a whole lot of people under the age of 60 that are playing stuff like Wild Thing and yeah. Psychotic Reaction, um, Have Love Will Travel. It's good, dirty 60s rock stuff. Wild Thing. Dun, dun. And let's chat. He's like, Wild Thing. <laughs> dun, dun. I used to do a pretty good impression of Mike, but that's I, I was impressed. I was like, "Whoa, he's not just trying," you know. His voice fits those songs, yeah. You know? So it's a good, definitely good. It's a good idea. It's like you're not trying to like sing Mel Torme music, you know. That might not be right up his alley, but this style of music is perfect, yeah. You know, and you guys all seem to like it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fun. That's a number one thing. I like it too. It reminds me of all the fun movies. Um, I love all the reverb in it. Yeah. Like, that's one thing I, I know about. The one thing I know about surf rock is reverb is important. And it's like a very specific deal where, where basically it just has to be a lot. And it has to be spring reverb. But whatever. Right, you know, you yeah. can just kind of do what you want. That's <laughs> like where it comes from. But uh, um, it's fun stuff. There's lots of instrumentals. And, um, and on the ones where they're not instrumentals, you just get to say wild thing. And who doesn't want to like scream that into a microphone? <laughs> so what makes it what makes it surf, surf rock? I know you kind of explained it, but like, mm-hmm. like, how would I know? So how like, would I know I'm listening to surf rock. It's it's hard to describe. So like, reverb is an effect that kind of you know the echoing mm-hmm, sort mm-hmm. of makes it feel really big. So like, let's say someone was using that and they turned it all the way up, and you're like, wow, that you you're really using a lot of that. Maybe I would turn it down. That's perfect for surf rock. They're like, no, this is we wanted to have we want to have this cavernous sound, mm-hmm. and for some reason it's associated with surf movies. I believe it was like in the uh, it was a lot of the background music for surf movies, and which the popular stuff of the time, Beach Boys, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. into. You know, that's why they named themselves the Beach Boys because that. that so, are any of like the, would would anything that the Beach Boys did be considered surf rock? To some people, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I consider surf rock more like the dripping wet reverb where it sounds mm-hmm. like you're playing in Ooh, a dripping wet. Damp, I like that. You know, mm. deep depths of a cave somewhere and mm-hmm. it's kind of a little bit of echoey and And when you hear that specific re- now it would be it would be really useful to have like okay, here listen to this reverb. Now listen to this one and then you'll hear what we're ta- the drips. Mm-hmm. You can nearly hear it in the sound and that's like this that's the perfect surf rock tone. That's what okay. they're going for. Moist. Moist. Yes. And it o- comes overly from... Moist. Overly moist. Yeah, because yes. it starts to drip. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know how much you love that word. It's not my and favorite word. Any chance <laughs> I get to say it. So it's like a really moist reverb for sure. Yeah. And, and then uh, <laughs> to, to move on from moist. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The, the double pick, like fast picking. So racing quick. Need guitar lines. I wanted somebody to do it with their with their mouth. Yeah, I knew you wanted that. Okay, it's like really fast. Yeah, yeah, And that's how most songs would start, even. 
and then with, with a lot of echo behind that, if a lot of reverb. So for, for those listening, Joe was air guitaring while doing that with his mouth. When I air guitar, I am not doing anything real, right? Because I've never, I mean, besides like picking up a guitar and yeah, going, so you know, just like. You'd start like on the 12th fret here. Yeah, so it seemed to me as if <laughs> you were actually playing the guitar while you were doing it. Well, yeah, I've been like doing if a lot you of had a guitar there, it would actually sound similar to what your mouth was doing. I could, I could approximate. I couldn't do. I don't know, like one surf rock riff, but I mm-hmm. do know that one thing that they do before they start most mm-hmm. songs. Okay, okay, <laughs> all right. And I'm very familiar with the reverb. I could probably set it up and be like, "There's a cool surf rock tone. Let's try something." But then I would be lost. I would be like, "Okay, well, how do we approach this?" <laughs> all right. And how do you? How so? This is a genre that you've already just enjoyed playing or listening to, or both. Uh, both, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always kind of enjoyed. Another thing that kind of helps is that whammy bar to, kind of, to bend that. Kind of yep. yep, yep, yep. I, yep. I, I, I know of the whammy bar. I'm a whammy bar knower. People, that is a thing that people know about the whammy yeah, bar. Yeah. Yep. Well, because they had a Excessive. whammy bar on Guitar Hero. Oh yeah! Right there yep. was one that there was there, maybe it wasn't guitar here, but one mm-hmm. of the things where you had a guitar, you had a whammy bar. I remember that. You're right on track. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you basically know what surf rock is, and it's, and so it's called Dirt Wave. <laughs> yes, Dirt Wave. Okay, I like that name. It makes me think of um, a surf rock band in a landlocked state. With lots of blowing dirt. With lots of blowing dirt. Yep. Yeah. I'm kind of okay. Cool, ride man. That, ride that dirt wave. That's love what you do in Great Falls. Love that dirt. Just wave. ride the dirt wave everywhere. <laughs> I was just thinking of the the term for when it when a sand kind of like uh, obstructs your view, and I just thought that would be a funny band name too. It's called Brownout. <laughs> no, <laughs> just it's no. like Whiteout, right? But it's, it's <laughs> yeah. That sounds like no. Well. <laughs> Maybe it, it I, could, so it could be racist, but my mm-hmm. mind immediately goes to like underwear. Okay, I'm getting rid of those because they got browned out. But I could see brown out <laughs> is opening for Dirt Wave tonight. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> In fact, if I ever do a experimental surf band and I open for you guys, there is no other name that I'll choose. It'll be brown out. <laughs> That's what happens if you drink too much of the show. You don't quite black out. You just brown out. I just browned Ooh, out. I right. remember parts right. of what I said to you. <laughs> so cool. Um, we're down here because um, I have a show tonight. So we, we have not that much time. I mean, you guys could keep talking. I don't have to be on the show. We haven't, we've never the done time. that. We're not starting now. Okay. I'm, I'm just, just letting you know. Like, okay. Because I, I had that thought mm-hmm. when I was running late. Like, so that, hey. that added on to it, too, is like I was running late. Start I was like, recording. well, maybe you just start recording without me. I'll hop in. You would have probably said no as well. Yeah. And then I thought about it. If I came in and you guys have been talking for like 20 minutes, I'm going to ask dumb questions that you've probably already answered. And like, I'm not in the conversation. And so same thing. Like, we're going to talk about stuff. And then later I'm going to be like, Joe, remember when we, oh. Oh, you weren't you, there. You left. You so left. we can't. We just can't do it. And okay. so, yeah, we, we're, we, it's going to be a short podcast, but that's okay. Good call, man. So we're down here getting T-shirts made, um, and then I immediately went on to a tangent um, for our own trivia night. But thanks, Kale, for coming on the show and just like hanging out with us and doing the logo for us, um, or putting it on the screen print and then burning it onto shirts for us. This is really fun, uh, once again. Not the first time I've done this with Kale, but it's cool. And I've noticed that the spacement down here... The affectionately referred to as spacement um, is looking cool. I mean, 
it's evolved a lot. I think mm-hmm. we've been down. I've been down here for eight, over eight years now. In the same space. Yeah. Yeah. There's band okay. practices down here. There's t-shirt making down here. Um, it's just cool. It look, it's a, it's a fun place to come and you know do some do some projects with people. And there's some toys down here. Tons we're, we're not going to talk about those, but there are some toys. Yeah, maybe there's like an yeah, there's stuff. But there's also in your in your particular space, there's a, there's knickknacks. That's the best I can yeah. give. But like collect collectibles, there's collectibles all over the place. Yeah, what's your style again? Um, and connect it to that that cool furniture you like too. Like, what's your? Um, oh, you were actually telling me about this. Yeah. What? So let's start with that. What is that that particular um, furniture you like? So it's gotten pretty wildly popular over the past decade for sure but mm-hmm. it's a uh, mid-century modern mm-hmm. designs so primarily russell wright and the pottery kitchenware kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then uh, charles and ray eames mm-hmm. who everybody's seen their furniture they may not know it was designed by them but mm-hmm. it's in airports it's in mental institutions it's in hospitals bus stops schools and i think joe you described it as like 70s Jetsons, yeah, yeah, it's like seventies trying to be more field. futuristic. Yeah, but now when we look at it, we're like, no, that's seventies, right? Like that's <laughs> right. just kind of what happened in the seventies. But it's it's not like not everything seventies. It's it's more of that like and clean, the aesthetic. Yeah, it yeah. actually comes from the late forties. Oh, is when they, these designers started coming. Oh, up I didn't with, even know it was that early. Okay, yeah, they they were the first to kind of mold plywood into shapes, so you didn't have hard edges. You could have smooth lines with plywood. They developed a machine to do that. Started making curved plywood chairs whoa and uh you know that's in the modern museum of art i believe their first designs and then they used fiberglass to start and that's kind of the chairs you see in a lot of mm-hmm. yeah. shell fiberglass chairs yeah gotcha so just kind of i stumble upon them again at like thrift stores i've seen them in the alleys being thrown away uh-huh. um so a lot of them are salvaged and uh yeah they're just kind of fun to have around i've got too many of them <laughs> uh, Usually when you get into something, it ends up then shortly thereafter being too many of whatever that thing is. Oh, I'm really into music. Mm. And how many pedals do you have? Mm. (laughs) And how many do you use? Right? And so like how many chairs do you have and how many do you use? Or, you know, it it just goes that way. It's a constant battle to Mm -hmm. try to justify those purchases by Mm -hmm. actually using them. That's what I do. (laughs) Like, I got to use that this this month, I think, or I'll have to get rid of it or (laughs) think about putting it on eBay or something. When I get that way, my wife doesn't even ask anymore. She's just like, "Ah, he's not going to notice if I just... That's just been sold. Get rid of those things. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) And so then like a year later after she's gotten rid of it, I'm like, hey, where's that thing I haven't used in three years? And she's like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where that is. You probably lost it, babe. Yeah, it's probably you. And you're yep, slams it all on me. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. Um, what else is going on? Any other? Um, any other? So the band, uh, you do music. Um, you do T-shirts. Are we kind of missing any? Any other? Um, we talked about kind of the things I collect. I've, I'm trying to move away from collecting mm-hmm. and instead buying things I think are cool that have value and flipping them and making money as a flipper. Which okay, I, I, I don't, a lot of people I don't think dig that type of thing. But, I know um, what you're talking about. Yeah. Though. You know, you go into the thrift store. Oh, no, and I, I totally dig that. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. 
Like you just happen to know that those five sewing machines, you know, three of them are worthless, but these two, man, well, these are from this year to this year and these are really collectible. Yeah. I'll take both of them for two cents. And I love hanging out with those people because you just walk by something and they're like, oh, well, if you knew the history of this, 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 and this, Mm -hmm. if it just had that thing on it, it'd be worth twice as much. I I love walking around, but I think I find it admirable for people that can, I don't know, even like take what, what some people make, just like you said, like you've, you've seen people throwing away some of the chairs and different things like that. And you're like, wait a minute, like they don't know what they're throwing away here. Right. And so you can take like, I'm not trying to call what you collect junk, right? But you can take what some people consider junk. And then when you present it to the right people, it's no longer junk. And exactly, it really yeah. is the definition of one man trash is another man's treasure. You're just the middleman. And yeah. You're, and you're connecting person who doesn't know with person who does. And, and yeah. I think that that's, I think that's great because then we end up instead of having a ton of people trying to remake. Well, we talked about this cause I have a Pez collection and when Pez started becoming popular, I had already been collecting them and I was trying to get like certain ones. Right. Well, then they started remaking all of the ones that I was trying to get, which brought down the worth mm. of all the ones that were already, like, yeah. you know, like these vintage ones. I'd rather people just, Hang on to what they got, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Ah, yeah. And so, no, I, I appreciate that. And so are you are you going to do uh, – you probably already started, but as you, as you continue on, are you going to, like, eBay, secondhand stores around Great Falls? Are you going to even get into, like, estate sales? Um, yeah, that's I, – I enjoy going to garage sales and estate sales. Um, mm-hmm. You can find a lot of good stuff there. I've noticed, over, especially since the pandemic, there's a lot more people with their phones out, like – Oh. Checking eBay comps, like uh, you know, so you gotta you gotta know your your stuff a little bit, so mm-hmm. you don't need to be on your yeah, phone. Be, like, be I know that's too. worth something. Yep. Boom, boom. Yep. So there's some more competition out there, but it's still mm. there's plenty of room for everybody. Yeah, oh, I yeah. think a lot of people think, "Ooh, this is gonna be an easy way to make money and then get into it," and it's actually it's a lot of a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is why I haven't done it because <laughs> I find it intriguing and at at, at first glance it seems super easy right yeah but it's not it's not at all um our mutual friend lindy his little brother who we always call his big brother because he's a big dude Mm -hmm. jugs jugs um does that as well Uh, he got injured on the job and so he can't have like a uh you know hard-working job or mm-hmm. physical exertion and so yeah he goes to garage sales and he, he i think he more specializes towards like like video games electronics and things like that yeah and trying to find some like harder to find video games and things but he travels i mean even out of the state and and goes and finds stuff and then resells it hmm. yeah video but games it, are huge with people flipping right now oh yeah i uh my girlfriend Shayna, we were at my parents house visiting going through a bunch of my stuff down in the basement and she came across this uh Nintendo, it's just the game box for Kid Icarus. Mm-hmm. So no game, nothing, just an empty box. And uh, we looked it up, and I ended up selling that on eBay for $125 for an empty box. Yeah. You know? Nostalgia. So it makes me want to cry because I, I, I probably remember throwing away boxes. Oh, yeah, like these are useless. Yeah. Nope, they weren't. They're actually worth a lot of money because most people threw them away and now they were like, they, you can't find them anymore and I want to have something from my childhood. And uh, also like that, that person may have all the, all the parts for it but the box. And then when, yeah. they, com- when I, they complete it, they've done all that hard work. When mm-hmm. they complete it, it's worth a grand. Right? Yeah, they can flip so it's, it for... It's, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's worth it to them. 
you got to do a lot of research, though. You yeah, know your history. Gonna... So it's like, um, I don't know, if you're interested in certain things, you can use that interest to turn it into cold hard cash or whatever and just yeah. buy some cool stuff. And not work for the man. Yeah, That's don't work for the man. Important thing. Here. Oh, we've had a couple, <laughs> uh, not super recent, but kind of recent podcasts about that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, just working not, for... not working for the man. Working for yourself. Yep. It's yeah. better. I now you know. went full time musician. Joe yeah. Is, How long Joe ago was full-time. that? A year, year more ago? Ooh, well, yeah, it's been on and off. I've tried it a bunch of times. But yeah, I, I would say, I think February, last last February. Yeah, okay. about a year. Really good thinking. Yeah, congratulations. Thanks, man. It's been fun. I was like, uh, so if I can make about this much money a month, uh, can I not have a day job i've been doing it and it's been well worth it even when i'm like oh man it's uh oh i wish i had a little bit more money and then more money will come and i'm available to go get it i don't have to ask some boss hey can i go do this thing (laughs) nope i don't care i do what i want (laughs) i remember having to ask permission to like come in 15 minutes late yeah and they'd be like oh well like, really? 15 minutes? I give you 40 hours a week of my life. I sit through <laughs> meetings that have to do with blue jeans, where we talk about blue jeans <laughs> for, tw- for 20 minutes of that the I, whole meeting. I once, I once had a church meeting about who, who was the majority of the meeting. That's not what the, why, why we gathered together, but it was the leadership of the church, and they were worried about who was bringing the buns to a potluck mm-hmm. and what kind they were going to be. Serious business, though. Yeah, you know. And it's like, hey, can I come in fifteen minutes? Like, wow. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> if we're gonna talk about buns, like, let, yep. this could have been handled in an email. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite shirt that has ever been made. This meeting could have been handled in an email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to always like have that underneath a button shirt, and whenever I was in one of those meetings, just go, <laughs> rip it open like Superman, yeah. <laughs> and then just like actually fly away. <laughs> <laughs> and what what do you do in the first team, first fifteen minutes of work? Nothing. Your brain's not even on yet. <laughs> Mm-mm. My favorite thing is the employers that fire people for like being a minute late. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I noticed you clocked in a minute late. That's a demerit. Two more of those and you're fired. Your kids would go hungry. Like, okay. <laughs> That's a great business model. And then they're like, where's all the workers, though? Nobody wants where'd, to work. Where'd they go? They must so, be lazy. So I just had this conversation this morning. Do you remember um, Lisa? Uh... I don't want to say where she's from because that would narrow it down way too much, be more specific. But uh, there's a Lisa that both you and I know. Okay. And where she works is currently making it mandatory to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And she has friends that do not want to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it was pretty emotional for her this morning because she is employed okay. by somebody mm-hmm. who is free to say who can work for them and not and who can oh yeah i mean yeah when you look at it like that like i get to say what you do with your body because i'm your employer Uh haha i mean essentially because they did like when you get hired they're like no tattoos above the neck or below the hands right and and no piercings in your face besides Mm -hmm. your ears and unless you're a guy and like they can make all these weird rules that Mm -hmm. like we're not supposed to judge people based on those things but to get employed, I mean, there's there's certain rules. There's dress codes, mm-hmm. and and so and we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago, right? Like like I think that that businesses should be free to refuse service to anyone they want, and, and including employees. 
but then if you're going to be one of their employees, then like you're, and that's why it's just way better to not work for the man. Yeah. And then maybe um, everyone will figure that out and then we'll have a great awakening and people will be like, well, I guess we're going to have to treat people good again because it's not like it's always been this way. I mean, we've just been slowly, slowly taking away benefits and all this stuff. And well, it, it took like- us forever to get them because, I mean, not very long ago, eight-year-olds <clears throat> were working for a nickel. A mm-hmm. day, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and so, like, like we, we can go through the pendulum, right, mm-hmm. of, like, this was really horrible, horrible working conditions, and then, you know, really good, and now we're kind of swinging back the other way. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll come to a balance, I think. Yeah, but it's it's tough, you know, when people are like, so, Joe, there's this there's this management position. There's this executive position. over. You could be the director of that thing. I'm like, you realize I wake up when I want, I do what I want when I want. I play music for people for money. And when I'm done, they, they're like happy to be around me. They sometimes they even give me high fives. Okay. And, and I'm encouraged to drink on the job, on the clock. Okay. Encouraged to by the people paying me. I was going to say, usually part of your payment yes. is like, here's, here's a tab. By contrast. Blue jeans meeting, <laughs> and I'm like, you can't. It's like you can be like, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars a year, Joe. Just come and do these blue jeans meetings. Like, no, I won't do it. And that's, I mean, that maybe that's just me, but I feel like that's everybody. I'm I'm kind of there now. I didn't used to be there. Oh my gosh, I'd kind of do anything, you know, yeah, for money. And it's like now I I don't want to do anything for money. That's how good rich people are at marketing, though. They marketed you being you being a good person is you working your butt off for like some rich guy. Yeah, for a very <laughs> small percentage of what they're making. Yep, that yeah. makes you a good person. If you just like, you know, to heck with what you want. If you get injured, just act like you haven't gotten injured. If you get sick, just act like you're not sick. Just show up to work and literally kill yourself on the job. And for that, you might get a gold watch. And not even that. I've seen people retire with just, bye now. You don't work here anymore. <laughs> Enjoy your benefits, old person. <laughs> like, that's what it is. And, and then right before you retire sometimes, they're like, you know what? I just want to sell this company and have all the work go over to India because it's more money for me. Thanks for giving me 30 years of your life. Bye. That, that, that happened to a close friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, a, a Montana franchise. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at you, current franchises in great falls that think we don't know you're doing that like, yeah. i know you're doing that yeah. <laughs> she, she worked there for 26 years mm, mm-hmm. and and got yelled at every time she was one minute late right mm. and had to travel all over the state i'm telling you and then they sold the year before she was going to retire and didn't tell her nothing i bet no the whole time yeah. was like don't worry about it buy oh, that we, house we, yeah buy oh, that got, summer home yep. <laughs> do not worry about it and then and the next people in were like, hey, we need someone younger to do the job you're doing. For like so, a third yeah, of the money. Probably less than what you're Ooh, making, so. This is all an app. What you do now is just an app. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Sorry. <laughs> you were training your replacement this whole so, year. So one thing I do want to cover before we have to go is is the process that you're going through today to make our shirt. Okay. Well, I, I, you're not making the shirt. We're bringing you in shirts. Yeah. But to, to get the logo there. And I know, so on our end, we took the logo that was, that was made for us. And I, I sent a few things to Joe that I, I tried to mess with it a little bit. 
and realized underneath how much work actually went into our logo once I started like diving into it. You know, there was some work that she did, mm-hmm. which actually caused this to be a little harder, I think, because <laughs> yeah. there were some extra lines and stuff in there from her shading and, and doing different things. And so I tried to cl- clean it up, but then you had to do some more cleaning up from there. And you can you can take yeah. over from there. And I just uh, I work like I said my my buddy Kyle that has Kronos. Um, we've been working together. He used to do Mofo Goods as well. If you've seen some oh, of their Mofo stuff, Mofo Goods. I've heard yeah. of those guys. Yeah. And uh, but he's an extraordinary graphic design artist. But he's also I can send him something. I'm like, hey, make this look good on a silk screen. He knows he's done some silk screening with me as well. So he knows kind of that threshold of where you need to be with good clean lines and stuff, just so you can get a good solid print. Right. And uh, so I take that. We size it, you know, I think we made yours about 12 inches wide. And I print that on, on, on transparency paper. And then that transparency paper is laid on the silk screen. And you smear the silk screen with this stuff called emulsion. And it's photosensitive. So it's like this kind of a smooth paste you put on there. Mm-hmm. Dries and hardens. And then uh, once it's dried, you just throw your transparency on there and turn a, a light on it. For about 15 minutes. And that light activates the emulsion and hardens it so it won't come off the screen. And then whatever's behind the black ink on your transparency doesn't get exposed to light. So when it's cooked, you can take it to the sink and wash that emulsion that hasn't been exposed off. So that leaves a little window for the ink to pass through the screen. So what I'll do, now that it's, it's drying and probably about ready to go... We'll get it set up on the press, lined up. So each time you set that down, it's going to be in the same spot. So same spot on every shirt. And uh, let's see. We'll tape it off so you don't get ink in places you don't want it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then just take it. It's like a big squeegee, and you pull the ink across the image, and then you scrape that squeegee, squeegee across. That pushes the ink through the screen and onto your medium, whether it's a shirt or a poster or a hat. Oh, whatever I, you do. my goodness. I... I'm just now, I, I feel dumb. I didn't even think you could do this on other things. <laughs> I'm just like, like this is this is like clothing, right? And of course you could do it on other things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking at my, I'm looking at myself. If I had a mirror, I'd be like, dummy. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, so you can even do, if somebody asks you, you could do posters. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. cool. Cool, all right. Underwear. Ooh. That's clothing. Yeah, that's the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> we could do just a show in whitey tidies. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could. I could. Not saying we would. I'm okay. just saying could. Yeah, no. <laughs> With our faces on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's. I feel like that's a movie with Jim Belushi in it, or John Belushi, and we're like walking around, and that's like something we would do in college. We, we could call the show Brownout. Does that get you excited? Okay, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> if we can sh- right. call it Brownout, okay, and then, and and then so have tidy whities <laughs> yeah, man. I know. Because <laughs> that's what I thought of when you said that word, in that phrase. Uh, all right, so you smear the ink on there, the ink then dries. Yeah, and actually you've got, uh, I use Plastisol ink, which doesn't dry until it, it's got to reach a temperature of, this is 260 degrees. Oh, okay. So you put it under a little flash dryer and get it up to temp. And then once it hits you know, 260, it's on there for good. So it won't wash off. It's okay, that's what I was going to say. You use that type because it doesn't wash off as easy. Is that why? It, well, and if I'm, like say I've got to do 100 shirts, but I've only got time to crank out 50 of them, I can leave the ink on the screen and it won't dry out. I can leave it on there for days. So then okay. I can come right back and whoop, start going again. Okay. Whereas if you do use just water-based ink, 
it's going to dry out. And if it's a big run, like say I'm doing 100 shirts, by the 10th or 15th shirt, the ink starts to dry in the screen and starts to clog it up. So And you have to wa- – oh, goodness. Then you got to wash the yeah. screen off. So, yeah, I, I like to use the plastisols to, to do that. That's pretty cool. Plastisol. It makes a huge mess because – course it never dries so inevitably you'll get some on your thumb and you'll be have done about 12 shirts before you realize you're putting a, a, a white thumbprint on every single shirt that you touch and dang it <laughs> whoa and then that. you could just use that to like get in all of these like on his phone right like, just like <laughs> got the thumbprint <laughs> oh, yeah frame him for crimes and yeah, stuff right, like that right. just wear that shirt and have some dust and like put it on the doorknob everywhere <laughs> yep that's who did this with only his thumb <laughs> and then that's it that's it is there any um care that we need to know for our shirt afterwards or just treat it like whatever material the shirt's on that's yeah yeah just follow the washing instructions and uh if you have problems let me know okay yeah cool and then we'll get pretty cool we're gonna do the two today and then we'll probably buy some t-shirts yeah yeah t-shirts or something i i'm really leaning towards like some kind of western type shirt i don't know maybe you, I don't feel that you're on board as much as I am for that. He's wearing a Western shirt right now. Right, like, like, like even something like what you have right now. Like with the logo that on the back. kind of like with our logo on the back and selling those. I wouldn't hate it. I mean, yeah, this is a great, but, but this is a vintage shirt. So, I mean, how are you going to find this quality? This well, is we, we know a guy that flips things. Vintage linen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you find some vintage linen for me? <laughs> Actually, I don't know. This is probably easy to find. But the shirt is old. An H bar C Western shirt. Handmade in California. I looked them up. Yeah, they're popular. Some of them are super expensive. Mm-hmm. The more elaborate ones. And some of them are just, meh, they're okay. But, but that's what I'd like. I'd like some kind of Western shirt. Because we're the last best, alluding towards the last best place of Montana. Mm, I right? guess it and makes so sense. like a Montanan-esque. And it would be like Western, I think. Unless there's some other kind of Montana-esque. Okay. Like, like, like maybe like, like fur, but then you can't print anything on it, right? <laughs> I mean, because there was that, like it all got started because trappers came up here, right? Did it all get started? Because not all, but like, <laughs> uh, uh, trappers and miners Ooh, is okay. is all this state was at one point. Trappers and miners and sheriffs and outlaws and like natives and artists. I guess I think. Tra- mm, Charlie Russell. Think. Artists, artists came a little bit later, but yeah. Okay. Russell Russell was later. Okay. And we do have video of him, so he must right, be. Right, that's what I'm saying. He's yeah. like 1900s and later. Anyway, that was a whole sidetrack. But I think, yeah, we will get more shirts done. We don't know yet. As you can see, we're still working out. Mm-hmm. This is the nature of partnerships and business. <laughs> <sighs> They're tough. You well, know? that yeah. was one thing I was going to ask you, too. We're kind of bouncing around here. But I also wanted to ask you, whenever I think of doing a band, which my extent of band, first of all, I did choir in high school. And then I had a buddy that was like heavy metal and my brother got into like being in a scream band and he was like the, the vocalist for a scream band. One time my buddy's like, Hey, come jam with us. And I'm like, I don't even know. And he's like, well, you can do vocals. It's like, what, what do you mean? And he's like, it doesn't matter. Like we just want to hang out and maybe make a song. Right. And, and so I came and like the song I made was about whatever I was looking at, right? And so right, it was yeah. like some guys doing drugs and some people drinking beers, you know, yeah. at 19 years old. And it was like, we're in the living room. You know, like it just was <laughs> horrible, right? Um, but when I, whenever I think of a band, I've heard of all the drama that my brother 
he even got a tattoo of his band on his arm. And then the band, like, shortly thereafter, like, that, that's, like, the thing, right? You get a tattoo of the band, it breaks right. up. Yep. And so band, to me, seems stressful. And, and have you had that experience? And currently with Dirt Wave, how's that working out? Um, that's a really good question. Yes, it's stressful. Yeah. Because you're, you're, you're dealing with per other personalities yeah. and other ideas. So I'm assuming even coming up with, and you don't have to, like, call anybody out, right? You know, I'm not asking you to do that. But, like, even just coming up with the name was probably a process. It actually wasn't too bad. We just kind of kicked around for Dirt Wave, kicked around. We were almost uh, Riptide Rodeo. Was Ooh, one I'd come up with. That's another and good then, one too. Uh, then Chassis that's threw out Dirt Wave, and we were all just like, "Yeah, yeah." That, that <laughs> kind of encapsulates it all. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's a. I've always every band I've been in is is primarily with friends, like, you know, people I already know I can get along with, mm. and then. Um, that so makes. It, do you think that makes it better? Yeah. <laughs> well because sometimes you probably don't end up as friends afterwards right because somebody so so i'm going to say these words so you don't have to and so you don't even have to agree if you don't want to but my envision i envision because i've done group projects right mm -hmm. and so let's imagine high school group project everybody's got to make a stupid uh, stupid volcano mm -hmm. <laughs> there's one person making that volcano and three people taking credit and and so i'm not saying that's always a band but there's always one person more passionate about how something sounds or what it's named or when the shows are or when the practices or how often you need to practice or what songs you're going to do or what genre. So one person's going to be super motivated about one thing one, and that's going to go for however many people in that band. They're going to be motivated about two or three things and they're not necessarily going to overlap. And when you're passionate about something and then somebody puts an opinion in, and he's like, but that's the thing I'm passionate about. You stay away from that thing that I'm passionate about. You know, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and it gets that way. So I guess a better question, so you're not calling anybody out, is um, how do you get through that? Uh, well, there's two ways. Passive aggressiveness. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. <laughs> and then just uh, being upfront and, uh, and you know, having open communication. Wow. I'm glad being you Being able that to talk that, yeah. talk that kind of stuff out. And, you know, you can pretty much sort anything out. I've, I've been in a bunch of bands, and I'm friends with everybody I've ever been in a band with. Oh, well, that's good. You okay, know? that's so good. Maybe not, like, tight bros or anything, but a lot of, like, lifelong friends. Um, my buddy Greg used to play drums in a band I was in called Apples of Discord in Missoula. He answered an ad I put up at the record store, like, looking for a drummer. Mm. And... uh so I almost met him randomly as well as the guitar player. And we're, you know, that was, over, that was like 20 years ago almost. And we're still, you know, still two of my best friends. We don't play music together anymore, but, mm -hmm. and we're kind of all spread out. But, uh, and we had some differences and stuff, but nothing. At the end of the day, you're just trying to have fun and it's a creative outlet. outlet you know, you're just, you know, you got to keep reminding yourself. I was going to say, like, you, you just got to keep reminding yourself of that. That yeah. like, oh, I'm super mad because he said this or did that or didn't show up for this. But we're just trying to have fun. And by me getting upset, we're not going to have fun, right? Like, Right, yeah. 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 And then just trying not to embarrass yourself in front of people when you're playing shows. <laughs> like, have, have, your, have your stuff down and play it well. Do you feel, do you, so Joe, you have a show that mm -hmm. we're going we're gonna to be ending for here real soon. Mm -hmm. Um do you feel well practiced? Oh yeah, we're good. Okay, I think. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I 
our last we did a rehearsal even where i like i brought in all the stuff and we played through the pa that we're gonna play through as we were gonna play through it so like to me that's like that's really getting down to the nitty-gritty you know because usually i try to be i like to i like to have fun too and sometimes when you get too specific on things it stops being fun and so i try to walk that fence a little bit but with these guys you know they were like hey let's practice practice drill some things in and dial them in real good but then they're also kind of open with how we set up so i'm feeling very confident that i can go in there set up and sound check super quickly you know not not your usual two hours or anything like that i can go in there probably be ready in about 40 minutes the guys will set up we'll do a quick thing and we'll be off and running Perfect. I, I mean, I think I hope. Gosh, you never know when you're playing for a restaurant. <laughs> and that's something to take into account too. Is it's also it, it's also work. You you're mm-hmm. getting paid for your services you're providing, so you have to. It's fun, but it's also you you have a responsibility to whoever's hiring. I was going to say so. you're you're not working for the man, but mm-hmm. in each individual show, there's a different person you are accountable to. Right. Yeah. You know, but um, you can choose. You, you can choose with, who you're nice. going to work with and what yeah. you're going to do, and so that makes mm-hmm. it a lot better. But you still, like, if you're 15 minutes late for that, mm-hmm. there's there's two cases. One, they didn't even know you were going to show up that night. They forgot to communicate it, and so that's frustrating. If you show up 15 minutes late, and they're like, oh, yeah, go ahead, mm-hmm. and they don't care at all. But then also, if you're 15 minutes late, and they're like, hey, you were supposed to be here, man. Like, we're not paying you. you know, I don't know what they do in that case. but Yeah, I don't know what they do either. Because you don't show up late? No, never. That is, that's the other side of my personality that always shows up late for things, but never for a show. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I'm always prepared, always ready. Um, I think I've been, I've missed a show because of snowstorm, but that's like, you know, hey, right. what are you going to do? Right. I, was, I was hundreds of miles away and there was a huge snowstorm. So the one time that happened. Um, but yeah, um, setting up for a show. It is work though, but you got to, it's like, it's like everyone can kind of make a chocolate chip cookie. You know, everyone can kind of do it. But then you got to show why. Why are you asking for money for your chocolate chip cookie? You know, what's, what's different about yours? And why should we show up to this place at this time to get access to these cookies for only these three hours? Hmm, you know? <laughs> so I kind of want to, whatever your gig is, whether it's just we're going to be entertaining because we're going to be so energetic on stage or our singing is going to be perfect or our setup is going to be just fun or our personality, whatever it is, we all like do our thing, you know? And I think whatever my thing is, I think I'm ready. But, you know, there's other cookies I'm baking too in the oven. So we'll see. <laughs> I'm never satisfied with my recipe. <laughs> Um, but I love the nitty gritty though. I love getting into the pedals and the software and all that stuff. And some people don't like that. They're just like, let's plug into a tube amp to get a decent volume and have fun, you know, which is every, I like doing that too. It's just right. What kind of mood you're in and what kind of things are you interested in? And you know, who knows? I only used to do acoustic. I never did any other instrument or, and now I'm just having fun. Like, oh, wow, that guy, that guy looks like he's having fun. I wonder how he's doing that. And then it's, <laughs> it's now here I am. And so I've just been following my, my interest, which is really, it's great. You know, when you're able to follow your interest and you, you have the capacity to kind of work for yourself because it has to be in there somewhere. I mean, you can follow your interest only so far when you're working for somebody else to, right, bring, yeah. to bring it back to that subject. But I feel lucky that I get to do what I do and I, I see 
a lot of that in you, Kale. I mean, I see you live in a life that seems like you enjoy. You get to you get to choose. This is the projects I'm working on. This is the type of stuff I'm into. This is how I want to spend, you know, my leisure time. And it's it's cool, man. It's inspiring, you know, because you're a local and a contemporary of mine, and I I look up to you, you know, and I think you're doing an oh, awesome shucks. job. I'm just saying, man, <laughs> you're you. doing so good. And <laughs> I like it when um, people in Great Falls um, they start to, I don't know, they you can tell that they're blossoming, you know, and that this this too is fertile ground where a dirt wave may rise. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was poetic. We <laughs> almost just need to end right now. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's a little bit. I mean, that, does that put the cherry on top of the last best conversation? I, I mean, I could, unless you guys have anything else you want to... I just want to make sure you're on time for the show. I'm on time, man. We'll yeah. do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, anything else you'd like to share? I don't know. Thanks for doing this. It was a nice treat. And, yeah. yeah. So we'll have, we'll have links in the show note for um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, website coming soon. Yep. Um, if you want any shirts or any, any media, mm-hmm. you would like some f- image... Relayed onto it, hand screen printed, screen printed by hand, and right, it looks so much different when it's screen printed. Mm-hmm. It looks right. Yeah, it does. It looks <laughs> like yeah. It, it that's how it's supposed to look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> looks different when it's. I don't even know what they do with the other stuff. Yeah, screen printing is what. Yeah, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, if you want screen printing, this is this is the place to go. And also down in the show notes, you're going to find Absolute Aid, ten percent off. Uh, that we don't get any kickback or anything for that that's for you guys and alpen fuel 15 percent off you'll see the codes down there just use the checkout if you need any backcountry granola food those two things kind of relate you put them in your mouth but they are also like different mm-hmm. they're both for performance yeah. though yeah in one yeah. way or the yeah. other in one way or the other yeah okay um i think that's it yeah man that's Very good. Nice. good okay so what we do when we sign off we should have told you this beforehand so you're prepared because we've, we've said it now on, on air, so I'm just worried about our listeners, right? They've heard us explain this sorry. a couple of times. So we're sorry, guys. But the way we do it is I, I say, I'm Brian. Then you're going to say... I'm Kale. No, I, I said, I've been. <laughs> I've been Brian. Then you say, I've been... I've been Kale. There we go. And then you say... I've been Joe. And then, and then all, all together... together We'll, we'll see you next show. show. So that's what we're going to do to <laughs> okay. close out, okay? Yeah. All right. So I've been Brian. I've been Kale. I've been Joe. And we'll, we'll see, see you next show. show. Oh, that was good. Good job. <laughs>